0: Welcome to the View Podcast, a gospel-centered conversation exploring theology, culture, and life in the local church. I'm your host, Tyler Sweat, the pastor of Connection and Community at Highview Church, and today I am joined on the podcast by my two regular co-hosts, Pastor Chad Williams and Pastor Josh Hildebrandt. How
1: are you guys doing? Fantastic. Glad to be here. I'm joining via phone. <laughs> Where are you? Where are yeah. you glad to be? I'm glad. I'm glad to be on my front porch, just enjoying the sunshine right now. Josh
2: is joining us via
1: technology.
0: Yeah, we uh, we've got him on Zoom. Glad to uh, glad to be together as we as we can be here on the podcast. And um, what people don't know that are listening right now is this is our third time doing this introduction <laughs> to the podcast. <laughs> You got, um, you got our names right this time. I did. I, I made many mistakes in the <laughs> that first. A, that was a huge. We're still. Week. We're still getting back into this yeah. whole podcast but recording thing. We are back. Yeah, glad to be glad to be here. Um, we'll we'll get our we'll get our act together eventually. Maybe. 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 But um, yeah, before we get into what we're going to be talking about, uh, how you guys doing this week? What's uh, anything anything new, crazy going on in your lives?
2: No, oh, I'm getting uh, getting ready to preach Sunday. Let's go. Excited about that.
0: What you preaching about?
2: I'm preaching about. Uh, getting five smooth stones mm. and uh, just, just killing slaying the giants in your life killing your Can't giants wait. from first Samuel chapter 17 let's go David and Goliath
0: been to mention is I'm actually gonna you? be out this Sunday <laughs> I've, got, I've got I gotta be some.
2: careful people think I'm serious yeah no it's about the stories about Jesus stories about how mm. Jesus slays the enemy mm. and is mm. the uh, the man who is in between mm. God's people and the enemy
0: well if you've listened to this podcast, no need to be a church Sunday. At,
2: well, yeah. if you didn't register. Um,
1: that's right. That's right. Oh, man.
0: Josh, how about you, buddy? What you, what you got going on?
1: Uh, it's just been a good normal work week. We got worship that we're prepping for. We got practice tomorrow. And, and normal, normal. Man, it's been a good week. My family's prepping for a trip next week, uh, a little short birthday trip for our son Eli to Disney for a couple of days. So Great. my wife's been full full steam doing all that prep, but, uh, yeah, we're excited about that,
0: man. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys are getting ready to do that and, um, good to be, good to be back on the the podcast with you guys. Um, we're, we're recording this in some pretty interesting times. We just last night listened to the, uh, first debate. For this presidential election, uh, which is not going to be a topic on the podcast today.
2: Oh, we're not doing a hot take on that? Not
0: doing a hot take on, no? the, okay. on the first debate. Um, however, <laughs> I, I think it I does mean, give us an interesting segue into our topic for the day, which is right now, Christians are having to navigate some some pretty interesting things uh, in their life politically, but also uh, just with the coronavirus. And I think as pastors, you guys have, have been at this a lot longer than me, Um this this may be a new situation that people are having to navigate, but Christians have always struggled with life in a broken world, right? We've always interacted with um, either broken relationships or our own sinful tendencies, or just in general, big questions about our faith. And so that's going to be our focus on today's episode in this little series that we are doing about the tough questions uh, that we often face in the Christian life. We're gonna talk about today, just as pastors in a local church, what are some of the questions that we get asked about uh, life as a Christian? Uh, What are some of those difficult questions or common questions that Christians ask uh, pastors to answer? So I'm gonna go ahead and turn it over to you guys, since you are the pros at this. Uh, What are some of the questions that you hear believers asking As they uh, try to live this Christian life,
1: you you want me to go first, Chad? (laughs) (laughs) Josh, over to you. All right. Well, I'm I'm live here at my front porch, and uh, one of the things um, that uh, that comes to my mind when I think of that topic of you know, difficult questions pastors often hear are just uh, issues that Christians struggle with a lot. You know, there's, there's a lot of different ones. Um, you know, one of the, the main ones I hear a lot is, uh, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, and, I, I, yeah. and there's a lot of different variations around that question, which it, it kind of is just, you know, um, it's looking at life and all the struggles of life. And the challenges, and then it's you know it's trying to make sense of it, and so right. I, I understand the you know the premise of the question of it, but I get a, I get asked that a lot in different different ways, um, but it, it's kind of always that you know main idea why do bad things happen to good people, and um, you know for that question there's there's a few different answers that I have, um, a few different ways I go about it first thing I try to do is, is I'm wanting to be sensitive to what's causing them to ask that question, right? Because mm. that question is usually being asked because there's some type of pain or there's some type of struggle within, you know, um, their life, and they're, they're trying to make sense of it. So I, first I want to acknowledge that and not make light of that, you know. Um, but then if it's a more of a theological, like, just question, so it's, it's not necessarily – someone who's currently dealing with something, but they're, they're more just trying to like think of life. And so it's not like a raw topic. Um, I'll usually first ask the question, um, what well, can you define for me? Good people. Mm. Right. And, and, and really let's, let's start there. Are there quote good people? Yeah. Um. You know, because then that gets back to the topic of sin, right. And where our brokenness comes from and where kind of the, the idea of sickness and pain. And we're not like, um, in one sense, we're not just innocent, uh, bystanders of a bunch of sin and brokenness in the world. Like we are participants of it. Mm. Um, and so I like to remind people, you know, of that reality, first and foremost, that, that sin has caused the brokenness the fall, right. Going all Mm. the way back to Genesis three that we experience. And we are partakers of that brokenness. Um, and then we're also victims of it, right? So the, uh, everybody that you encounter in your life is both a, um, they both add to the brokenness of the world and they're a victim from and of the brokenness of this world. Um, you know, so that's one of the things I like to point to. another thing is I go back to what we talked about last week, which is worldview. Um, and if you don't have a solid worldview, um, of God being at the center of all things, then this question really nags at your heart and your mind. Why do bad things happen to good people? Mm. But if God is at the center of your thinking, it gives you some categories to better navigate that. It's not that you have all the answers per se for it, for bad things, but you don't find yourself kind of stuck in this web of not being able to get past that. Um, you know, I think it was A.W. Tozer who said a right view of God, solves ten thousand temporal problems Mm. so like when we when we have a right view of who god is it helps us to to navigate why did i lose my job You, you may ask yourself how does it how does knowing god rightly help me think about why i lost my job but it really does you know and so yeah i try to point back to to those two things who is god and and who are we like how have we contributed to this we're not just innocent you know Uh, kind of bystanders, but the the sin and the brokenness in this world, we're contributing it to it. And so then that leads us to the conclusion, well, then what's our hope? And then there's where the gospel comes in and and speaks to the bad things in the world, because the gospel does give ultimate answers where God's going to remove all that one day. You know, that's, that's not the end of the story. Why there's bad, why bad things happen to good people. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I can't remember who it was. It might've been, R.C. Sproul, who said that's only ever happened once. In other words, a bad thing happened to a good person, and that was to Christ on the cross.
2: Josh, I don't know how you feel about this, but, you know, obviously, I mean, that's a question I've gotten a lot, uh, for sure. And I've also heard, particularly, you know, within reform circles, some really like pithy, dismissive, yes. like, They just so so. In other words, let's say um, someone, a close friend of theirs, who's a a really moral person, um, loves Jesus, is a good dad, um, and they lose their job, right? Right. And then someone says, "I just don't get how someone who, like that, you know, someone who's who's doing what they're supposed to be doing." why would this happen to them? Mm. You know what I mean? So, like, why did this bad thing happen to this good person? Like, it's possible to be, and I'd I love to hear your thoughts on this as well, because I'm agree mm-hmm. with everything you just said. Um, there's a, you can, like, go with a theologically accurate answer that's pastorally not helpful at all. So, yeah. so so here you go. Romans 3.10, yep. right? There is none righteous, yep. no, not one. So, so yep. boom, boom all, all roasted. Years, boom. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> So, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, we're getting too
0: heavy. I need to. No, uh, no, no, you, no, no. You're no, bringing some
2: much-needed levity. To that. but yeah. like, but I, I know what they're saying. What they're saying is, this the you know what's happening to this person, um, is it is not lined up with their when they say they're good. I don't think they mean perfect per se. Yeah. I think I think what they're saying is this person is trying to do the right thing, they're trying to follow Jesus, mm-hmm. and this happens to them meanwhile the wicked prosper. And I don't get that. That is a legitimate yeah. concern. Yeah. And so yeah. so theologically I get and I agree. There is none righteous. There's only one who was good, and that was Jesus and the worst possible thing happened to him. But I think for me like pastorally I try to point people towards this reality that Yeah that there is good that comes from bad things happening to those who are seemingly moral and and good. And if you want an example of that, the the greatest example that God can bring the most possible good out of the worst possible thing happening to the best possible person, look to the cross. Mm -hmm. My eternal salvation, my eternal reward, everything hinges on a terrible thing, the worst possible thing happening to the best possible person. So rather than focus on the kind of injustice in their mind Mm. of this person's trying to do the right thing and an anvil falls on them, and this person could care less about God and great things happen to them, that doesn't add up. Rather than try to remove that tension, I try to point people to purpose in the suffering that this is like God working and and God works in this. And so like I think that yeah. there's a um a way to be theologically accurate but not um kind of in a dismissive way. Mm. And and I'm just gonna be honest, I mean reformed people do this yeah, more than anything the whole yeah. world. So um but yeah I mean that I, I, yeah what are absolutely. your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's a great point. and And I think of it in categories. So first, you know, we have theological answers to problems, but we also have Christian like responsibility. And so the theological answers that we have to problems are best learned before the problems happen. In other words, oh, that's good. so in the moment you don't throw a bunch of theology at someone when they're struggling, you weep with those who weep. Well, that's our Christian responsibility, right? But but there is an appropriate time to learn theological answers because no, no. that gives you a foundation for when the day comes. Um, that's why, you know, when I started it out, I said, the first thing I want to do is examine the situation. Is this question in the context of answering a theological you know, problem, or is this a life situation that a person's going through? Mm. And I'm going to come about that a, a little different. Um, you know, that's good. uh, one is pastoral and and the other is is more okay what does the scripture teach us about the nature of god and who we are um because you know when when i'm struggling personally myself i need the theological answers i don't need to hear them from the people outside i need to know them for myself that's good and and but what i need from the people outside is that person that's coming alongside of me weeping with those who weep that's that's praying for me that's encouraging me um, but if I don't have those theological answers myself, sometimes all the encouragement in the world is not enough. Do you know what I mean? Like, just, yeah. you, you, you've got to have something uh, more solid than that. So I think the, the Bible gives us not either or in those situations, but it, it, you know, it teaches us about, you know, the theology of good and bad and tough things in life. But it also gives us Christian responsibility where we don't make light of it, and we we may not have the full answer either. We just come alongside someone and weep with those who weep, you know, mourn with those who mourn. So.
0: Yeah, that's um, that's really good to to think through um, that idea that we do need to like basically put our worldview to work. It's in those moments that we realize that's what
2: apologetics. That's yeah, what it is.
0: Yeah, we, it's in the moments you know that we actually realize what we really believe by the way we respond to those, th- those moments where we feel like bad things are happening to either other good people or to us.
2: Right, yeah, I, I completely agree. I, I think the distinction Josh made, which is really, really, really helpful, is Romans 3.10, um, there is none good, no, not one, no one is righteous. That That theological truth is exactly the remedy for a theological inquiry on kind of, well, what's going on here? Yeah. Because there is a humanistic tendency to to believe that people are inherently good, and the Bible just says that's not true. Uh, although after twenty twenty, I'm pretty sure most people are losing, they're losing that belief mm-hmm. pretty pretty yeah. quick. Yeah, that humans are just instinct, you know, they're inherently good and and they're going to do the right thing most of the time, and so on and so forth. And yeah. so, you know, biblically clarifying reality and what the Bible says about humanity's condition. That's that's really, really helpful. And, th- and that's why I'm glad you made that distinction between a theological question and a practical real life. Like my godly grandmother has stage four lung cancer and I just don't get this.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, I, I that's think, legitimate.
1: Yeah. I, I think of it like this, like there's theological foundations that then Christian responsibilities and like how we interact in community when you mix those two things together, you have a stable structure. Like that's what the body of Christ is, right? It's, it's, it's got a foundation of theological truths, but then it's got you know, activity that's happening on, on top of those truths. And I've just seen so many times in, in counseling where I go to um, encourage someone with some of those Christian responsibilities, but they don't have any theological foundation for those encouragement to, to stand. And Mm. so they're kind of they don't have a lot of weight or power. But then I've also seen Christians who are going Mm. through some horrendous things and a simple, encouraging word are coming alongside them and saying, you know, God is is working all things for your good. And we may not see how, but right now he's he's going to use this for your good. And and with some of the, you know, the theology that they have as a foundation that can make a huge difference in their life. Um, you know, just having a brother or sister walk beside them and that. so
2: um, I think yeah. too, you know, to your point as well, like I, I think that when there's a temptation, I mean, I, I feel it pastorally. I'm pretty sure most people do. Most Christians would. When someone brings that question to you, that there, there is a you, you want to be careful, especially if you're handling it, and they're they're being emotional. You want to be careful not to affirm bad theology as you offer them mm-hmm. pastoral mm-hmm. comfort or just Christian yeah. like encouragement Yeah. so you know what I'm saying well I don't know there's like a lot of good people you know what I mean like you don't want to yeah. sow or yeah. affirm like error theologically in right. people who are wrestling with something like that feels like a really nice and gracious thing to do in the moment Yeah. but it's actually not loving so it's really important yeah. to kind of handle that well and, and not affirm bad
1: theology while
2: trying to offer them, you know, encouragement.
1: And, and the two things don't fight against one another. I think we often think, we think that they do, but it's the, the answer is, is using right wisdom in the moment to, to discern, you know, um, how to apply God's word kind of, you know, like a salve in the right way. Um, yeah. But it's, uh, I agree with you completely, Chad. It's, it's very easy in those moments to, um, to try to stand up for God, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. And if, if you feel like you're having to stand up for God, then that's a place you need to step back from. Like, he, you know, he, we, we need to start from the position that, that God is good and that he does all things well. And like, that's one of those theological foundational truths, right? So mm-hmm. once I start from that premise, then I can I can actually build helpful, encouraging things to people that are asking that question.
2: Yeah, that's great.
0: Well, we've uh, almost gone twenty minutes on one question. Um, <laughs> Do you guys have any other uh, any other big questions that that you're asked? I mean, I know that one was pretty pretty big and pretty profound. Um, or any other thoughts about that? Just the idea that you know we can get into situations where we ask. Why? Why do bad things happen to good people?
2: Uh, I would say um, before, and I, I wanted to. I want to ask that to Josh. I wanted to, to get another question from Josh. Josh does um, a lot of counseling pastorally, and and helps people wrestle these things kind of one on one a lot. Uh, I do want to say though, before we get to the next question, I know Josh will affirm what I'm about to say. The uh, a book that I would highly recommend if you're wrestling with who God is, I'm particularly who Jesus is in the midst of your struggling and suffering, wrestling with these kind of things. Um, the book gentle and lowly. Oh
1: yeah. By Absolutely. Dane
2: Ortlund, gentle and lowly by Dane Ortland. Um, it's a book that came out this year. It's the best book I've read this year. Um, yep. and it is a rich, uh, pastoral encouraging um, book on basically who who Jesus is and and his heart and uh, yes and I think when you're wrestling with why is this bad thing happening to someone who's who is trying to follow Jesus or, or whatever it might be um, you need to you need to know Jesus heart and yeah. uh, it, it's just a, it's a phenomenal phenomenal book. I know Josh Josh the one recommended it to me. I know he agrees. Yeah,
1: it's a great recommendation. And I think why it's such an important book is for this question specifically is, you know, if there's a lot of people that we know at a distant level, like, you know, people on the news or whatever, and we, we see their actions all the time. And if we had to answer the question, you know, why do they do something? Um, and all we have are their actions to, to give us information about that. That's a very shallow level to give us real yeah. comfort about yeah. why a person does what he does. Right. But if, if you were yeah. to ask me, why did Beth, who, who is my wife, why did she do this? I wouldn't think about her actions. I would think about who she is as a person. Yeah. That's what that's informs her decisions. So the book, gentle and lowly, that's really what it gets to the heart of is who is Christ for his people. And I think if we have a good grip on that, um, you know, it, it just stables us when we're trying to think through the difficulties of this life. Well, I know Jesus is this way and it helps us understand things. I think at a little deeper, uh, at a deeper level, a more profound level.
2: Yeah. Josh, what's, uh, what's another question you, uh, you've gotten a lot historically.
1: Yeah. Another question I'd say there's several, but maybe one other one we could tackle in the next few minutes is, Uh, And I get this one a lot, as this relates to just kind of Christian conduct or just you know uh, morals. And it's it's this: what's so bad about you know fill in the blank there? What's so bad about this particular thing anyway? And you know this comes from Christians that are uh, trying to navigate this world, and they're coming you know head to head with uh you know the morals that that they've been taught in their christian faith mm. and then the morals that this world holds up you know the, the world holds up a lot of things as good and lovely uh that the christian faith says no <laughs> right. that's not good and that's not good and lovely and but the world also has a very they're good at packaging it so that it appears to be good and lovely and that causes christians <laughs> a lot of times to ask well what's so bad about that why does, why is god keeping me from doing that why does god mm. say no when you know I don't I don't see what's wrong with it right. so I think what, that's an important question we need to be able to answer
0: what uh what are some examples that you guys hear from uh, you know you don't have to attach any names to these but what are, sure. what are some examples of those filling in the blanks that um, you uh
1: you know a lot of times they relate to <laughs> um uh <laughs> he played
0: the crickets again oh no, sorry I'm cutting that out <laughs> Chad wanted me to use the little fancy buttons and yeah no sorry Josh yeah. go ahead go ahead
1: no, I was going to say a lot of times they they relate to, um, you know, uh, the, our kind of sexual life. So either mm-hmm. that might be sex before marriage. Um, that might be, yeah, that's, a, com- that's, we, a, that's mm-hmm. a
2: common one. I think, you know,
1: who, what, what's so wrong about you know, pornography What's so wrong about looking at something that, you know, who's mm-hmm. it hurting, um, homosexuality. Why can't I love who I want to love? What's so bad about that? Um, you know, there's, I think there's. Uh, so many things, living for ourselves, selfishness, you know, there's, there's differing levels of that. But the truth is we're asking this question to ourselves personally all the time. So there's the big categories, but this is a, this mm. is a question. Every, every time we choose to sin, Yeah, we did it because we thought it was the right thing to do. Right. Like we thought in some way it would serve us and lead us to happiness. Yeah. So we're always asking ourselves what's so bad about this. Yeah. Why is this really wrong? And we put God on trial, and then we decide well, God is wrong and we're right. Yeah. Um, you know, and so
2: and when you're when you're saying when a when a Christian saying what's so bad about this, what that means is, on some level, they know it's bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like they're wrestling yeah. with it clearly. Like there's some
0: type of trying to justify yeah, in yeah, their right. mind. Like this right. can't be that bad.
2: Right. It means that they have already started a mechanism for justifying their behavior. And they've already built some like things that will guard their conscience from being seared. So yeah. they've already like, they, they've thought through like, and even, you know, Josh could, like, well, mm-hmm. what can I love who I wanna love? Well, what that like, that tells me they've thought, I have like loving who I wanna love looks this way. And this is the way I want to express it. And like, so they've already started trying to build their case against God's word as to why this is not bad. They've already, they're already building their their case up.
1: Well, right. Just think about Genesis three, right? The fall, I mean, how did that start? You know, the first sin was uh, Adam and Eve were tempted. Did God really say, Is this really bad? You know, is it, is it really wrong to do this or right. is it something else? Have yeah, you, you can guys say that about it. What, 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 so
2: all this sin and all this ruin and all this death and all this brokenness brought into the world because someone ate fruit? Mm-hmm. What's so bad about mm-hmm. eating fruit? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it literally, like, going straight back to the fall, like, that is, like, that, I mean, that's a common, I think that's a common view. And and And, even non-Christians usually mock Christians for that viewpoint. Yeah. yeah.
1: You know. I agree. And and my my answer to that question at, you know, at a certain level, I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. But I think Christians need to, to understand that, like, we are, woefully insufficient at times for discerning good and evil. Like that's Mm -hmm. been our story since Genesis chapter three, right? There's a good God who has, has put before us, like, you know, the right thing to do. And we choose wrong all the time. Think about your own kids. Like they're really good at making bad decisions. And, you know, because of that, I think it's a wise person that um, when there is an issue of questioning, whether something is right or wrong, our first response is not probably, well, I'm probably right, and God is probably wrong. Like, we're probably the ones that don't understand why it's not good to do that. Like, mm-hmm. my little girl has no clue why coloring on the walls with permanent marker is bad. Yeah. Like, she, she doesn't get that. <laughs> um, you know, and I think it's the same, uh, you know, of us in our own lives as adults. We, we just don't see how destructive sin is. We don't see what we're damaging. We don't see the ramifications of it. And I think it's a, a wise thing to do from a Christian perspective that when we come up against something like that, where we feel like we're justified in doing this, we need to like humble ourselves and say, all right, there's a there's a lack here. And my understanding um, is God's not the one who's wrong here.
2: Yeah. That's right. Good. You
1: know, and uh, and not not even put God on trial. You know, I found that I usually stumble when I put God on trial. <laughs> When i start to to debate the two sides like there's this courtroom and i'm like present your evidence god why this is bad and i'll present my evidence right like if you've gotten to that point um a lot of times you're in a dangerous place yeah yeah agreed
0: yeah that's uh that's really true um those two questions are probably the biggest ones uh that we all hear and i'm sure we'll do some more of these maybe a part two to this podcast because i know we had a lot more on the list, but uh, yeah, these things. And we're gonna this is a series, so yeah, we're it ongoing on little series. So um, we're gonna make a post this uh, this week uh, on our Instagram. So find the Highview Church Instagram at Highview Church underscore asking what other big questions you either ask or you've heard asked. So let us know what you think about this particular topic because uh, I know it's something yeah. we all. Uh, we all ask questions and uh, we all want to find those answers. So uh, let us know. But also, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the hy podcast. Uh, wherever you listen, give us a nice rating and review. Share it with your friends and we will see you in the next one.